0: Night and we are live. Hope everybody's doing good. Be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. Just an interesting point off of the post of the pregame there. You know, they had the uh, election, the, uh, the debate um, watch party where you had 30 Republicans. You saw MSNBC reporting on it. And just an interesting poll there at the end where they had they polled the 30 people watching the debate. So I think we can now determine who our nominee is. Yeah. Because here's a debate of which Donald Trump did not participate in. And I believe rightly so, by the way. When you're up by 40 points, you really don't need to be in a debate. Just like uh, predominant uh, college football players don't show up at the uh, combine because there's no point. It's not going to enhance your draft values. What's the point? Same thing here. So when they did a poll of these 30 people that were watching, Vivek Ramaswamy got five for who won. Vivek Ramaswamy got five votes. Ron DeSantis got two votes. Nikki Haley and Chris Christie got one each. (laughs) And Donald Trump got 18. <laughs> at a debate he wasn't at. So I think we can now just go ahead and say that Donald Trump is our nominee, um, whether, whether anybody likes it or not. And I love Ron DeSantis as a governor of the state of Florida. I think he blew up his political career running. He should have waited four years. Donald Trump can only be in office for four years. He should have waited for that and then run against whoever his VP was or anything else. But he blew up his political career. And listen, I love Ron DeSantis, but... Vivek Ramaswamy, you might be thinking I'm some Vivek giant Vivek Ramaswamy fan now because I played like five six clips clips of in the pregame. No, listen, I like people who are willing to say what nobody else will say, truths that that will cost you socially, potentially could cost you economically, can po- cost you politically, whatever it may be. And he still says them. When he says that that it looks like one six was rigged, it was rigged. It was. It, it, it does appear to be a Fed insurrection So. We need, you know, he's willing to say that he's willing to say the 2020 election was stolen by fraud. He's correct. It was. Oh no. All those cases were kicked out of court. And you've heard me give you these numbers before. That's all a lie. Everything. One of the things I love that Ramaswamy says is that they are lying to you. These foreign policy experts who Nikki Haley is a foreign policy expert. Because she sells her soul to the military industrial complex and makes money off of foreign wars, suddenly she's an expert in foreign policy. So I like how he says they're just all liars. And that's exactly, he's exactly right. They're liars. So I think, you know, we can just say now, I just like that, you know, that Trump is our nominee. I like what Vivek says. He doesn't have a sterling record. He was pro vaccine, pro COVID lockdowns, pro COVID mitigation. She's turned around. And I, I don't mind when people turn around, but you are—you n- are not made whole in my eyes unless you say you were wrong, you know, about what you did early on. Not just that you just came around. I gotta hear that you say that you were wrong about vaccines, that you were wrong about lockdowns, whatever else. You guys have all heard this spiel before. So it just—you know, it, its over. I mean, Donald Trump is our nominee. Everyone just sees the kovales behind him. That is it. He's winning in the Iowa caucus, caucuses by 30 to 40 points. New Hampshire the same way. And here, just so everybody knows, I'm stealing this from Steve Bannon. This is one of the two podcasts that I watch religiously. Steve Bannon and uh, Dan Bongino. All they're doing with Nikki Haley right now, Nikki Haley knows she's polling. She got one vote <laughs> one out, of, out, of, out of a caucus of Republicans watching the debate last night. Thirty out of thirty people, she got one person out of thirty said she won. Right. She and, and Vivek got five. DeSantis got two, and Christie got one. And that's probably a restaurant owner hoping to lure Chris Christie <laughs> to a big meal as he exits the uh, exits the campaign, at Vivek's advice. But it's it's over, it's over. And I love I hope Ron DeSantis DeSantis stays as the governor of Florida. For the next four or five, four, uh, four years, eight years, whatever it may be, I'll vote for him every time. But he blew up his political career. What I was going to say earlier was, DeSantis did become governor because of Donald Trump, just so everybody knows. Yep. Well, what's, what's the true story behind that? The true story is very simple. Adam Putna, Putnam, who was the, I can't remember the title, insurance commissioner, insurance, whatever it was. Can't remember the I title.
1: It was, I think it was agricultural.
0: Agri- it was yeah. Aaron saying agricultural commissioner, whatever yeah. it was. Yeah, you're right. It was that. And he was running, and he was just blistering DeSantis. Nobody knew who Ron DeSantis was, including me. and no idea. I know he's a congressman, but I had no idea who he was. So Adam Putnam was up by, I mean, d- deep double digits, 20, 30 points over Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis went to this oh, absolute fact. And if you ever notice, when Vivek was attacking DeSantis in that debate saying that everybody was bootlicking Donald Trump, he didn't say, and he actually pointed out that DeSantis went to Trump for his endorsement to get him over the hump with Adam Putnam. DeSantis did not uh, say that wasn't true. He did not deny any of that. He just said, yeah, but you attacked him in his book, in your book. Okay, that's not good enough, Ron. The bottom line is, is that you you need to be loyal. And listen, I I think on COVID, Ron DeSantis is better than Donald Trump. Yeah. On vaccines, Way better than Donald Trump. Way better. How he handled the COVID response. Way better than Donald Trump. But you don't go to the man who got you the office, who got you the governor, the gubernatorial seat in the state of Florida because Ron DeSantis went to Donald Trump and said, I need your endorsement, or I'm going to lose to Adam Putnam. That's exactly what happened. Yep. He doesn't deny it. Nobody denies it. Donald Trump endorsed Ron DeSantis because of Ron DeSantis's sterling record in Congress. He's a great person, but he blew it. Everybody blows it. I've done stupid things. I think Will will say he's done stupid things. Aaron's done stupid things. We've all done stupid things. Ron DeSantis should get out of this now and minimize the damage to his political career because I believe he could be the greatest president in history. I do. Because there's certain things that he's better at than Donald Trump. Donald Trump always feels like he needs to appease the media, bring, you know, bring people on board, do interviews in the back of limos with George Stephanopoulos. Nah, Ron DeSantis won't do any of that. There's areas that he's better, but he's not ready. It's, it's Donald Trump's time. Yep. Donald Trump garners 81% of the Republican Party right now. How are you going to beat that? How, how are you going to beat that? That was when uh, Megyn Kelly destroyed the political career that, as, if, as if he had one anymore. Of Chris Christie last night, but telling him you're polling at two percent, Chrissy, <laughs> fat Chrissy, you're you're polling Oof. at two percent. Donald Trump is polling at eighty-one oh <laughs> percent. It's over, Chrissy. Yeah, it's over, dude. You can call. You can you can weasel your double wide onto any debate <laughs> stage around the country if that's what you want to do. Why he's even allowed when his polling numbers are at three percent? And that's generous, by the way, because I've never seen him at 3%. Yeah. I've Yeah, never seen him break 1%. Who in the world would ever vote for Chrissy uh, Christie? Who would ever vote for this guy who's just a warmongering idiot, a COVID sycophant, a Christopher Ray fan? Who would ever vote for this guy? But see, you know, Megan Kelly just destroyed his career. It's just time to move on. Everybody needs to coalesce behind Donald Trump. Listen, if you love DeSantis, I love DeSantis. And if Donald Trump continued to pimp and whore the vaccine the way that he was early on in his campaign, people have gotten to him and said, you know, Donald, you need to be looking at the 17 million people that have died. You're like, Tom, you attack everybody. That's right. That's the way it should be. There should be no uh, sycophantism, if that's a word, for any human being. None. The only person you should be a sycophant for is the Trinity. God the father god the word god the holy spirit that's what that's what you should be a sycophant for other than that that that's unequivocal undying i'm following that no matter what so it's just over that's what i'm telling you. it's time to move on covalesce behind donald trump no he's not a perfect person nobody is but it's time to move on all right so let's start off let me go to ukraine and here's one of the key reasons why we need to get behind donald trump because even ron desantis was behind the ukraine war we're going to start off with ukraine and we have these people, and we're going to break down these videos. I'm going to show you these two videos. Maybe we'll just run these, actually run them right in a row, guys. You don't have to even, I'm not going to talk between them. Okay. But the first one's a Spitfire video. Second one's a Benny Johnson video. First of all, you have John Kirby saying that basically we're going to end up in a war with Russia. Then you have, Don, then you have Joe Biden basically saying we're going to end up in a war with Russia. All right, play it for me, Will. And so we can't support Ukraine. Their chief advisor yesterday said they're likely to lose
2: this war if they lose U.S. support. And Putin gets all of Ukraine, then what? Then where does he go? Because right then, he's up against the eastern flank of NATO. And if you think the cost of supporting Ukraine is high now, just imagine how much higher it's going to be, not just in
0: national treasure, but in American blood, if he starts going after one of our NATO allies. Because as the president also said, we take our Article 5 commitments very seriously.
3: Well, we've committed as a NATO member that we defend every inch of NATO territory. Then we'll have something that we don't seek, and that we don't have
0: today. American troops fighting Russian troops. American troops fighting Russian troops if he moves into other parts of NATO. So let's break this down, shall we? This is very interesting because you have John Kirby and you have Joe Biden basically giving you a path to American soldiers fighting Russian soldiers on Ukraine ground or on quote-unquote NATO ground. So let's break this down. Now, was this war ever supposed to happen? Now, we all know that the information has now come forward that Boris Johnson and Joe Biden talked Voldemar Zelensky into this war. That, now, what was, now, what was the debate about? It's very simple. Uh, Vladimir Putin said, no war if everybody will guarantee me. If Voldemar Zelensky, they, they, he came to an agreement with Voldemar Zelensky and the former prime minister of Israel has, has also testified to this. Volodymyr Zelensky and Vladimir Putin came to an agreement that said, as long as Ukraine does not enter NATO, the war is over. This was less than a year, right at the beginning of the war. Less than a year into the war. It's over. As long as I get guarantees, Vladimir Putin talking, that Ukraine will never enter NATO. Boris Johnson gets sent, and Biden administration officials or himself talked to Volodymyr Zelensky and say you must fight this war and talk him out of the agreement that was already settled and in place, which has now cost the lives of hundreds of thousands of Ukraine. Just so you know, I have an expose I never got to it. Maybe I will, maybe I won't. But I've got it all with Douglas McGregor and everything else with the actual statistics coming out of Ukraine. When you hear John Kirby talk about the Ukraine, Ukrainians are gonna lose this war if we don't continue to fund them, they've never won one battle. They're not winning the war with us funding them. They're getting demolished on the uh, uh, in every battle. They are absolutely routed. So whenever you hear anything different than that, it's absolute lies. And by the way, uh Vladimir Putin doesn't even want up to Kiev. He wants uh L- Lutansk and Donetsk. Yep. That's it. Yep. He's already got Crimea, Crimea, which you feel. I'm not saying he has a right to these places. I'm telling you that's what he wants. Those are Eastern provinces, the ones that Nikki Haley has no idea about. <laughs> Chrissy Christie and has no idea. We'll just send everybody else to war. You think Fat Chrissy is ever going to pick up an M16? <laughs> or any of Fat Christie's uh, actual kids? No. They'll just be sent while he, while he r- r- uh, rakes in millions from the military industrial complex, just like Nikki Haley. Yep. And by the way, I was going to say earlier, they're just grooming her for the vice president the, 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 to run as uh, as, 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 VP, as the VP candidate under Trump. That's all that his candidacy is about. Don, I don't think Donald Trump's in on, he, he can't cave. He cannot cave to Nikki Haley being his, what do you call it when they run together, running, running mate? Yeah. He cannot cave to her being his running mate. He cannot do that. If he caves again, just like he did with H.R. McMaster's, uh, Lance Priebus um, and numerous others that I can't think of the various other administration officials that were allowed into the Trump administration in- including Jared Kushner no yeah, it's over you he'd better govern correctly which is another strong suit of DeSantis but DeSantis is being funded by Romney money again so it's like what do you do what do you pick so back to back to uh, Ukraine here so basically, you have John Kirby and Joe Biden saying that we have to stop Putin now because we—if he takes Ukraine, which he's not trying to take Ukraine, he's trying to take uh, Lutsk and Donetsk off of the eastern border of Ukraine. Basically, pff, Massachusetts and Delaware, right? Some along those lines. All right, if—if that—if that, okay. I'm just—I I'm, that is really just off the top of my. Head. I mean, I'm just making that up. I'm just telling you, he's not trying to take all of Ukraine. So here's what they're saying is you have to stop him now. That's what, that's what Nikki Haley says. That's what Chris Christie says. Lindsey Graham says. Jo, uh, Rob Portman says. Mitch McConnell says. All those different things. All those different people. You have to stop now because if you don't, he's going to be bordering a NATO country or he's going to try to take all of Europe. When does he ever try to take all of Europe? <laughs> he's really going to try to take Hungary. He's really going you know, to, because Hungary has a real military. Not like Ukraine. He's really gonna try to take Poland. Nobody gets into Poland. Right? Nobody. Okay, really? That's that's not gonna happen. So listen to their argument and, and listen to the double speak. So they say if he gets Ukraine, then he's gonna be bordering a NATO state. They wanted Ukraine to be a NATO state. Yep. So then they would be inherently bordering a NATO state. How does that make sense? to anybody with more than a double-digit IQ. <laughs> so their whole, their whole prerequisite of war is, if he touches a NATO state, we're going to commit United States Marine Corps, the, the Army, the Navy, and the Air Force to go fight on foreign lands against the Russian military. Which, by the way, is a, a five times the size of our military. Yeah, Not their country. Our military has 1.2 million soldiers in it. They, they have 500,000 soldiers just sitting there on the border of Ukraine just waiting to go in. We, don't have, we can't amass that. It's, it's, it's 5,000 miles away. How are you even going to get there? And by the way, just so everybody knows, we don't have the ability to transverse the Atlantic Ocean. Oh, Tom, how can you say that about the greatest Navy in the world? Um, the greatest Navy in the world? Ours is not the greatest Navy in the world. We have some technological advancements the Chinese don't have, but they have a far more technologically advanced navy on the whole than we do. Yeah, hypersonic technology—they're ahead of us. How are we going to get our ships across? Anybody think about that? Anybody? Anybody? Ever, how are you going to get your ships across? We haven't built a We haven't. We don't build submarines anymore. You know what? Aaron brought this up in the, in the in the pregame when we were when we were watching pregame. <clears throat> we don't build submarines anymore. They've got submarines all over the place. Talk about the Russians and the Chinese. We don't have any. How are we going to get our troops across? It's, it's the same thing when it comes to climate change. As we sit here and shut down coal fire plants, shut down refineries, they're building them in Russia, and they're building them in China as China sells us solar panels. <laughs> yeah. So as we downgrade our military and have, and have drag shows on military bases for children, funded by the military... They're actually enhancing their military, adding soldiers. They don't have trans problems in the Russian military. They don't have, they don't have soldiers who are 19 years old taping up their penises and taping up their testicles and, dry, and gyrating their bodies in front of eight-year-old girls. They don't, they don't have that problem in the Russian military. They don't have that problem in the Chinese military. How are we going to win? They're talking to them, and, and again, their qualification is we have NATO requirements. We have... We have NATO guarantees that we will abide by. And that is if Russia ever touches a NATO country. This is what they're trying to do with Ukraine so they can usher us into a war with Russia. So their requirement is if Russia touches a NATO country because we're going to keep our, our NATO promises, which NATO is all crap, by the way. Yeah. But yet they wanted Ukraine to be NATO. They wanted Ukraine NATO. And all Vladimir Putin says, no NATO? I'll withdraw. It's over. And you didn't remember uh, Luzhansk and Donetsk are both requesting the Russians to come in. Right. So I hope everybody can see the idiocy behind John Kirby. And again, it's just like Vivek Ramoswamy says, just because you have foreign policy experience does not mean you have foreign policy intelligence or wisdom. You just have experience. I have experience driving, but you know, I'm not a Formula One driver. I'm not going to be going into the Formula 1 racing tomorrow because oh, I have experience. You have you ex, you experience driving.
1: <laughs> yeah, right.
0: You're not an expert at driving. What's Sean Kirby ever accomplished in his life other than licking boots and kissing butts? Just like White Rage Millie and Lloyd Austin. What have these idiots ever done? What's Joe Biden ever done? He's been in the Senate, vice president and president since he's 27 years old. Never accomplished a thing in his life. What? What's Anthony Fauci ever accomplished? He was in his position for five freaking decades and never cured one disease, not one. Never stopped one pandemic. As somebody, as an epidemiologist, a virologist, in charge of stopping viral uh, epidemiological uh, pandemics, he never stopped one. Nope. Never did a thing in his life. But it's still. But he has experience. He had experience doing nothing experience being an asinine idiot so i just wanted to tell you that and speaking of that asinine idiocy john kirby joe biden says if they we have to stop them in ukraine right now because if they take ukraine they could go to a nato country and that means that we will fight russia on foreign soil with our military and they were trying to turn ukraine into a nato state so I hope everybody can see big picture behind that. All right, change the subjects. This, this is something, now a lot of people don't know this. I didn't know it either. What's, what does uh, NDAA stand for? Well, that would be the National Defense Authorization Act. Just so everybody knows, that was just passed. Great. Just, <laughs> I, now, who passed it? Um, That would be Mike Johnson, Speaker of the House, who did a secret deal with Chuck Schumer. Here we go again. Here we are. Got, got, another, got another Kevin McCarthy. And listen, I mean, the thing is, I was in favor of getting rid of Kevin McCarthy. We were talking about this earlier. Aaron was saying, my producer was saying, you know what? I like I like Vivek because he just burns it all down. I'm like, yeah, why not burn it all down? If it's worthless, why try to hold on to things? Just burn it down. Yep, I agree. So Kevin McCarthy just resigned from Congress, or is about to resign from Congress. He needed to go. He's useless. Mike Johnson is maybe slightly better, but he's still a capitulating coward. Yep, you're a coward, Mike. You're a coward. You're afraid that you will be voted out of office if you do not agree with Chuckie Schumer. So I'm gonna let uh, Mar- Marjorie Taylor Green video, I'm gonna let her set it up. Play it for me, Will.
4: The NDAA is complete. I had been assigned to be a conferee on the conference. Here, we're gonna follow me, we're getting an elevator. And we didn't get to participate at all. As a matter of fact, the whole NDAA deal was made between Speaker Johnson, Chuck Schumer, and the House Committee. Um, and, and people like me, we didn't get to participate and we were appointed to participate to make sure no money for abortion, no money for trans, uh, for members like me standing up for Americans who were sick and tired of funding the Ukraine war. We, we had taken the 300 million out of the defense bill. Well, let me tell you what the final product is and the deal that was made. So, uh, there, the policy is in place that funding is there for abortion travel. The policy is still in place for trans and the military and everything that goes with it. Democrat trans policy, Democrat abortion policy, um, 300 million for Ukraine is back in the NDA. Even though I had worked hard to take it out, it's back in. Um, and furthermore, uh, here's the worst news. Uh, it gets a clean FISA extension through April. No change to the FISA court whatsoever. Nothing changed. And that deal was made um, also. So just wanted to give you a heads up. I'll be flat out no to this in And I think it's outrageous that this happened with our Republican controlled Congress.
0: So here we go. Billions and billions and billions of dollars being spent on abortions. Mike Johnson is supposedly an evangelical Christian. Mike, you have to take a stand. You just stand before a God that says in Jeremiah 1.5, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. The, the days fashioned for me, when, and in your book they are all written, the days fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. You, you need to stand, Mike. We don't sit here with our tax dollars and fund abortions. All that does, by the way, is you, you send you fund a board. So let's just use Planned Parenthood as an example. You guys all knew that was where I was going to. Six hundred eight people on right now. Switch over to Rumble if you're watching on any other platform. You give six hundred million to six hundred million dollars a year goes to Planned Parenthood from your taxpayer dollars. Of that money, they'll use five hundred million of it, and then a hundred million of it gets sent back to Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, and everybody else. In campaign ads that they have their spouses buy, and that money gets fed, uh, sent back, you know, ends up in their own in their own wallets and their own bank accounts. You get, all that all that happens is again, it's just a giant circle, circlebloop. It's a giant symbiote, and that's what this NDAA is about. Na- the National Defense Authorization Act—that's what it's called—and everything is combined. Like you can't have you if you if you. If you're not going to fully fund Ukraine, $200 billion, then you get no funding for Israel, which, by the way, I don't want funding for either one. Israel's not even asking for additional funding. Yep. And how, do we, how are we offering funding anyway when we are $34 freaking trillion in debt? Why are we funding anybody? How is that even possible? How are we doing it? We're just printing it. That's how we're doing it. And that's why your groceries have gone up 40% in the last two years. And you're, and your and you're, if you saw that your uh, your 401k is down 25 percent in two years, That never happens. Never happens. So you, if you don't fully fund Ukraine, you don't get any Israel funding, and that's just because all those people, whoever you can, whoever it may be, whether it's Jayapal, whether it's AOC, Iona Presley, Rashida Tlaib, anybody you want to name, they're pro Hamas, so they will just tie it to Ukraine and make. All the Republicans who don't want to fund Ukraine, if they want to fund Israel, which they shouldn't want to fund either one, then they tie the funding together. So if they want Israeli funding, then they've got to fund the immoral war inside of Ukraine. And this also goes to lopping off penises and lopping off, of course. So the Republicans, via our tax dollars, just agreed to lop off penises, breasts, and testicles. We're for funding Mengele. Abortions, transgender surgeries. We're now funding them again because Mike Johnson went behind closed doors and got a deal with Chuck Schubert. Why do we need deals? Yeah. Because then you'll be accused of shutting down the government. Who gives a flying crap? Who cares? Well, you could lose an election. Okay, but even if we lost an election, if you think, think about this again, I've, no, I've used this point a bunch of times. If you have Republicans voting as Democrats, then who cares if you lose? If they're going to go there and vote as Democrats, well, we'll never win another election. What has winning got us? $34 trillion in debt as Republicans vote as Democrats. So let's just lose. Why, why win an election and lose legislatively? What's the point? Yeah. What's the point? Well, we could lose if we shut down the... Who cares? Who cares if we lose... If, we're, if winning means electing Republicans to vote as Democrats? So here's more on this. Uh, the, national, uh, the National Defense Authorization Act, this was put out by Chip Roy, just so everybody knows. So the House, here's the House GOP's bills, bill. This would be the conservative Republican bill. It would have ended Biden's, if you go down the green list, it would have ended uh, Biden's taxpayer-funded abortion travel fund. That's just That sounds, what is that, vacation <laughs> for people? You know, travel <laughs> fund to go get abortions.
1: Oh, my gosh. That's,
0: by the way, that's because abortions have been outlawed up to a certain amount of weeks in many in many uh states so no if you know if you, don't, if you want a late term abortion the federal government is now going to be paying for it because mike johnson caved yep so now we're paying for women who want an abortion in Tallahassee, Florida to fly to New York because they're 1 month away from having their baby they want to yank that baby out piece by bloody piece and sell its eyeballs on the open market which Planned Parenthood testified to under oath that they did that so under the GOP's bill, there would have been no more taxpayer-funded abortion travel fund, but under Schumer's bill, of course, there that would still be in place. And now with the compromise, now it's still in place. Ends next one ends taxpayer-funded gender transition surgeries. So you and I are paying for. Let's not, let, let's let's make sure that everybody understands. And I know 625 people that are watching right now. I know you know. I'm not speaking condescendingly to you, but let's make sure that everybody understands what transgender. Uh, uh, transition surgery stands for. That means lopping off penises, lopping off testicles, lopping off breasts, sewing on phallic symbols made from your forearm skin that will never be erect, can never produce sperm, nothing onto quote unquote trans men who are actually women who have ovaries and uteruses on the inside of them, but now have a penis sewed onto their inverted vagina. That's, this is Mengele. Now, that was all outlined, uh, outlawed under the GOP bill and now has been authorized under the Mike Johnson, under, I'll just call for now on, the Schumer-Johnson agreement. Ends Biden's radical climate agenda that was ended, no longer funded by the GOP bill, now refunded by Schumer-Johnson, protects service members who are discharged for refusing the COVID-19, protects them, and now it's gone from completely protecting them to partially protecting them. Bans, drag shows, and drag queen story hours. Mike Mike Johnson just reauthorized it. Bans, drag shows, and drag queen story hours on DOD installations. A DOD installations translation, military basis. Yeah. Mike Johnson and Chuck Schumer want, want 38-year-old men paid for by your taxpayer dollars that's supposed to be going to the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines. Paying those 38-year-old men who have taped up their penises and testicles so they can twerk them in front of 8-year-old girls. Mike Johnson wants that because that's what he just signed on for. Uh, You can't stand on that, Mike. You can't stand on that. And think about what a reprobate you have to be like, Chuck Schumer, that you fight for that. Uh, Prohibits critical race theory, outlawed, outlawed by the GOP bill. Now under the compromise, somehow that's still in place. Creates an inspector general for Ukraine and accountability. Very weak. It was completely in place. Now very weak. Prohibits uh, race-based admissions at military academies. Of course, Mike Johnson, Chuck Schumer, got to have race-based admissions at military academies. Got to have that right. You got to I mean, you got to keep all the whites out. And, uh, and next up, you got to keep the Asians out. That's the order. Whites out first. Asians out next. Hispanics out next. Black people out next. And then I got to let in all the trans people. Eliminates that last one. Eliminates chief diversity officers. Nope, Mike Johnson and Chuck Schumer had to have them, so they're back in place. We we run the house, by the way, and now what Mike Johnson should do is not fund any of this crap, but he won't because, I mean, he will fund it because he's agreed to it. Spineless cowardice. Let me show you this picture. Put the next one for me, Will. Here's the bill right here. This is the NDAA. 3,000 pages. You have to have one, two, four, seven boxes. Full of documents. You believe, you believe it? Everybody who voted for that, you think they all? You think they all read that? Three thousand pages. When was the last time you read three thousand pages in seventy-two hours? <laughs> there it is. We should never be voting on something that requires seven boxes to carry it. You're welcome, Aaron. Go.
1: Yeah, I just wanted to put up the the previous picture real quick because there was one more at the bottom that was interesting to me that says oh, yeah. extends Let's abusive. FISA spying powers. Look at this.
0: Oh man, I didn't see that. I even, both oh. said no,
1: but apparently now it's yes.
0: <laughs> How does that work? Man, I'm glad you. I'm glad you noticed that because <laughs> I didn't even notice it. It was like I don't think it was. I don't think I could see it. Yeah, extends abusive FISA. That's that's what. Uh, fall, that's where you had uh, Andrew McCabe, uh, Rod Rosenstein, yeah. uh, James Comey all lied to the FISA court to get warrants to spy on Donald Trump to wiretap Donald Trump, and they were both against it. But you know what it was? Is they're both, everybody's outwardly against it. Exactly. But inwardly, they're for it. Exactly. So that's why they all, it's like they all, like you have many politicians saying, we're pro Israel. They're not pro Israel. They have to say that because of the social ramifications of not saying it. But behind closed doors, they're pro Hamas. That's what that is. Let me go to this next thing here. Now, I got to show you this. These videos are a little longer than I like to show the first one short, but. Now this is Mike Schellenberger, Michael Schellenberger, one of the very few legit journalists out there tracks Clinton money. I mean, basically tracks money everywhere it goes, and and his the information that he puts out is irrefutable and disputable. I mean, it's right there in front of your face. So let me show you this because this is about what I call the cabal media. Now we all know that the that the mainstream media is against you and I. They are nothing more than Goebbels. They're nothing more than Pravda. They're nothing more than Mockingbird, CIA-controlled media. We've shown the videos. There's no way for them all to coordinate. They have to be getting talking points because we showed the videos how they say the exact same things at the exact same time, all the time. So we know what the media is, but it's way worse than what we thought it was. Now, most of us think that the COVID response was an NIH CDC response or even a World Health Organization response, uh, uh, response. It was not any of those things. It was actually a Department of Defense response, which I've outlined before, which I don't have time to get into at the moment. Now, it gets to be where you're treading on conservative thin ice when you start to attack the DOD. The DOD is no longer the DOD of Ronald Reagan. It's not even the DOD of Donald Trump, and it was incredibly corrupt. He didn't know that it was, but it was very corrupt because he had Mark Billy in charge. As a, as a, as the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, even under him, right, White Rage Millie, you, you, had James, you had Mad Dog Mattis, who's nothing close to a Mad Dog. He's more of neutered Dog Mattis. <laughs> but he didn't know. But the DoD is not. It, it's not. If you come out against the DoD, it's like coming out against the FBI and then saying that you're you're trying to defund the police. Right. No. Love the local cops. Love the soldiers. Love the Marines love the sailors, love all those, 90% of them vote Republican, but the leadership is corrupt, establishment, cesspool, globalist, leftist, bourgeois elitist. Whether whether you're talking about, like I said, white, 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 I can't say, uh, white rage Millie. It's hard to say that fast. Lloyd Austin or anybody else that's at the top, John Kirby, who've been at the top of the military-industrial complex. It is corrupt. It is leftist. It's not anti-military to say that. Any more than being against the FBI, is anti-police. These are corrupt uh, bureaucrats, bootlickers, butt-kissers will say anything that it takes to get another ribbon. It's like we showed you the picture before of Dwight D. Eisenhower who orchestrated D-Day. He has like eight ribbons. Mark Milley, whose greatest accomplishment is that he wants to understand white wa- rage, and he's white, and, and, and has orchestrated uh, drag queen story hours and drag queen, queen strip shows on military bases. He has like 87 ribbons that cover his giant fat pectoral. That's, his, that, that's who these people are. So we need to start understanding what the DOD is. We really need to start because the COVID response was a DOD response. That's a fact. Again, I don't have time to get into it. It has to do with leapfrogging regulations. If you can classify it as a bioweapons response, then you leapfrog various uh, federal regulations to get the vaccines, which gets you to vaccine passports, as with DOD response. So here's Michael Schellenberger. sounds like a Black Mirror episode. A small country announces a crackdown, which is Ireland, by the way. Ireland is doing this. You need to watch Ireland because whatever's going on in England slash Ireland, whatever's going on over there, it's a warm-up for what they're going to try to install over here. What, What happened during COVID? Everything that happened in Europe happened there first and then came over to us because for some asinine reason, politicians here feel like they need to emulate the countries that they protect with our military. So these countries are so inept that they don't have their own military to protect them. And some for some reason we have to emulate them. So here's Michael Schellenberger on the it sounds like a, a black a black mirror episode. small country announced a crackdown on hate speech to seize control of the entire internet. Play it for me will it sounds like a black mirror episode. The police can enter your home unannounced,
3: search your phone and computers and arrest you for the things that you're reading, watching or posting online. If you refuse, you could be sentenced to 12 months in prison, but it's not a blackmail episode. It's worse than that. It's real life. At this very moment, the government of Ireland is trying to pass a law before Christmas that will let the police go into people's homes and confiscate their phones and computers. Now, you might think Ireland doesn't matter, that it could disappear tomorrow without much impact. But Ireland does matter. It's the test case for the next phase of the global crackdown by military intelligence forces and their agents that's been happening over the last seven years. What they used to call a conspiracy theory has now been confirmed as true. Our research has exposed a far-reaching plan by military and intelligence agencies in the United States, Britain, and other nations to subvert the democratic process and engage in activities that have a basis in military techniques and which are tantamount to attempts at thought control. This isn't about censoring the far right. This is about censoring independent journalism. And if you're in Ireland, this is about censoring you. One understandable response to all this is to ignore it and hope it goes away or wish that it won't affect you. And maybe it won't. But our ancestors fought and died for the right to speak our truths, particularly about controversial, cultural, and political issues. And already, we're fighting back and making progress. The Irish government was forced to back off this law once already, and we can make them back off again. Free thinkers in the United States and around the world must stand up now for Ireland. We have to fight the totalitarians over there so that we don't have to fight them over here. We need to send a message to the politicians and the police that the world stands with the people of Ireland and their first and fundamental right. Please share this message and consider donating to a special free speech fund at censorshipindustrialcomplex.org. If we don't act now, our children and grandchildren will look back at this moment and ask why we didn't do more while we still had a chance. So please get involved now and stop this Black Mirror episode from becoming real life.
0: There you go. So there. Here's the thing. Now let me start off with the rudimentary, and we're going to go a little bit more into this with another Schellenberger piece. This all starts with just arbitrarily, uh, arbitrarily naming things. Let's just use it. What use use their speech? They call something hate speech, so they call it hate speech. So whatever they deem is hate speech is now illegal. They're trying to do this. You're like Tom. This can never happen. They're already arresting people in the UK for. Hate speech for misgendering people—it's already happening, and it's happening in Canada too. It's—you know—people always think it's never going to happen until it's happening, and then people never even realize it's happening. They just start to be initiated into the whole process, and everyone starts watching what they say, never realizing how many of their freedoms have been taken. So they just arbitrarily name anything that's antithetical to the globalist leftist movement. And that globalist leftist movement is to leverage you into one world commerce system with a singular access point controlled by them. Anything antithetical to that is considered hate speech, and they'll try to drag anti-Semitism into it also, which is what you're seeing here at, at the college campuses. I could do the whole show on the congressional hearings, the senatorial hearings on the on on you know what the Harvard president there, MIT president there, yeah, all those different pla- now. Again, it's easy to defeat these people because they were just throttled on the House floor by Lee Stefanik and others. Because, it's very, because here's what they do, is they go, okay, on, on Harvard's campus, it's considered to be violence, literal violence, if you call a man dressing up as a woman a, a man. That's considered to be violence where you'll be expelled from the school. It is not violence to go up to a Jew and say, I want you dead. That's not considered to be violence, which, by the way, here's the thing. I think people can, or should be allowed to say whatever they want to say. You can't go up and say, I want you dead while you're carrying a stick. You can't go up and say, I want you dead while you're carrying a gun. You can't go up with clenched fists and say, I want you dead. That's an assault. I'm just saying you should be allowed to espouse whatever views you want as long as you are not initiating or carrying out violence. That's free speech. And that's even what these, congr- these presidents of these colleges were saying. They were saying, we want everyone to be able to say whatever they want to say as long as they're not carrying out acts of violence coupled with their speech. That, and that's what they say, but only towards the Jews. Everybody else, when it's something that's leftist, because those people are actually pro-Palestinian. They're actually pro Hamas. So they, they won't say that out loud. They're perfectly fine with the people espousing um. Jewish genocide. They're fine with it. They're fine with people saying that because that doesn't actually violate their leftist norms. And it's very weird. You're like, how do leftist norms uh, aggratiate themselves to Islam? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know how trans people are marching down the road with pro-Palestinian flags when they'd be thrown off a five-story building and at the Gaza Strip. They're just stupid, idiotic people who for some reason believe that Palestinians espouse leftist viewpoints. They are leftists, but they're religious leftists. And I can't get I mean, again, I can spend three hours on that. But this is the so you have these college presidents, and they will, if, if you say anything anti-trans, that violates their governing policies on campus. If you say something anti-Israel, it doesn't violate their policies on campus because it doesn't violate their leftist norms. So that's the purpose behind all of us. And again, let me make this clear to everybody. I can't stand anti-Semitism. I can't stand racism. But you should be able to be both and espouse both viewpoints. Of the United States of America. Yep. As long as you're not carrying out acts of violence, you should be able to espouse your viewpoints. You can certainly espouse that you're anti-white. Yep. And I, many black people espouse that they are anti-white, and that's allowed. And by the way, I don't try to take them down off. I don't go. I don't send a message to Elon Musk. Uh, Joe Blow over here said anti-white things. He has the right to, in my opinion. As long as he's not trying to hurt anybody. And if they defame people, they can answer for it civilly. So the college presidents were in essence true, but their hypocrisy needed to be called out. There's an excellent tweet on this by John Ziegler. You need to pull him up on Twitter or X, whatever. So he, he really summarizes it better than I'm summarizing it right now, but you need to, you need to, look, that's, that's the point of it all. And what they're doing here is trying to leverage exactly what they're doing on college campuses. But they got called out for it because Israel is such a sensitive topic because there's so many people on the left that are pro-Israel, allegedly, but they're really not. And, and there's a large Jewish voting population that votes for Democrats. I don't know why. Makes no sense, but they do. So what's happening here, what is talking about, is global the global enactment of what is happening on college campuses, which is this. If you espouse things that are anti leftism, that's considered to be violence on the spot. If you espouse anything that's even actual violence, but yet supports leftism, that's not violence. So the hypocrisy, i.e., hierarchy, needs to be called out. Let me show you this real quick. Go to Midas for me. This is the, listen, I'm telling you right now, you need, and we talked about this, whether it's Bidenomics, 34. Trillion dollars in debt with our Fed printing money and buying the debt. People that are creating the debt are printing the money to buy the debt. $34 trillion in debt. You have BRICS going on right now where you have um, you have China, India, South Africa. Is it Brazil? Is B, right? Brazil and, Brazil, and Russia. Brazil, and who am I leaving out? Russia. And Russia, yep. all exiting the U.S. dollar for, for the Chinese yuan. Yep. And all doing what? What's China doing? Buying mass amounts of gold. Gold is the standard. USD has tried to take over that, and because of our hyperinflation idiocy from Republicans and Democrats, the dollar is being de-dollarized. Our entire global economy is being de-dollarized right now. And hyperinflation is rendering our dollars as meaningless and useless. Hyperinflation. Buy gold. And if you're going to buy gold, buy it from the company that I'm buying gold from, which is the Midas Gold Group. They are MAGA-owned, MA- veteran-owned, MAGA-owned, and, re- and everything you buy there is legit. It's real gold. Not some sort of account where there's gold in it. It allegedly has gold in it. Real gold, physical gold. You own it. Buy from Midas. MAGA-owned, veteran-owned, true patriots. Buy from Midas. All right, back to the Schellenberger story. You got to see this now. I was talking about DOD, and you're like, "How, hey, Tom, what is DOD? I was just introing it for you. DOD is behind this takeover of our speech. What are you talking about, Tom? I'll let Schellenberger lay it out. Little bit of a long video here, four plus minutes. Stick with it. Play for me, Will.
3: Nine months ago, I testified and provided evidence to the subcommittee about the existence of a censorship industrial complex, a network of government agencies, including the Department of Homeland Security, government contractors, and big tech media platforms that conspired to censor ordinary Americans and elected officials alike for holding disfavored views. I regret to inform the subcommittee today that the scope, power, and lawbreaking of the censorship industrial complex are even worse than we had realized back in March. Two days ago, my colleagues and I published the first batch of internal files from the Cyber Threat Intelligence League, which show US and UK military contractors working in 2019 and 2020 to both censor and turn sophisticated psychological operations and disinformation tactics developed abroad against the American people. Many insist that all that we identified in the Twitter files, the Facebook files, and the CTI files were legal activities by social media platforms to take down content that violated the terms of service. Facebook, X, formerly Twitter, and other big tech companies are privately owned, people point out, and free to censor content. And government officials are free to point out wrong information, they argue. But the First Amendment prohibits the government from abridging freedom of speech. The Supreme Court has ruled that the government may not induce, encourage, or promote private persons to accomplish what is constitutionally forbidden to accomplish. And there's now a large body of evidence proving that the government did precisely that. What's more, the whistleblower who delivered the CTIL files to us says that its leader, a quote-unquote former British intelligence analyst, was quote unquote in the room at the Obama White House in 2017 when she received the instructions to create a counter disinformation project to quote stop a repeat of 2016. The U.S. Department of Homeland Security's Cybersecurity and Information Security Agency, CISA, has been at the center, been the center of gravity for much of the censorship, with the National Science Foundation financing the development of censorship and disinformation tools and other Federal Government agencies playing a supportive role. Emails from CISA's NGO and social media partners show that CISA created the Election Integrity Partnership, EIP, in 2020, which involved the Stanford Internet Observatory and other U.S. government contractors. EIP and its successor, the Virality Project, urged Twitter, Facebook, and other platforms to censor social media posts by ordinary citizens and elected officials alike. EIP reported that they had a 75% response rate from the platforms, and that 35% of the URLs that they reported were either removed, labeled, um, or throttled, or soft-blocked. In 2020, the Department of Homeland Security, CISA, violated the First Amendment and interfered in the election, while in 2021, CISA and the White House violated the First Amendment and undermined America's response to the COVID pandemic by demanding that Facebook and Twitter Censor content that Facebook said that Facebook itself said was, quote, unquote, often true, including about vaccine side effects. All of this is profoundly un-American.
0: So basically what's happening is, is our taxpayer dollars are going to censor us. We're paying five trillion dollars a year in taxes somewhere in the neighborhood of 20 to 40 to 50 percent of your income, depending on what state you live in, is taken from you, is confiscated from you, really at threat of going to prison if you don't pay it. So that you can pay for the military industrial complex to censor you. Like Tom, the here's the here's the names. Here's here are the censors. And I don't have time to delve deep into everything Schellenberger said, but here's the censors that were actually formed using your taxpayer dollars to censor you. Not and what I'm saying, there's 630 people on right now. Censor you, I mean censor conservatives. And there was no statistically speaking. No liberal content was ever taken down except for liberal content like uh, RFK Jr., somebody who was actually against Joe Biden. That's the only liberal content, leftist content, was ever taken down. Everything else, you're looking at 30% 30 or 40% success rate of them take literally taking down private citizens' posts on social media. Whether it was the Department of Homeland Security with its CISA unit, that did, taken down. That again, you're not allowed to use social media companies to do what the First Amendment defies you—the right to do. You, as a government entity, cannot use Mark Zuckerberg or Jack Dorsey or Google or YouTube or anybody else to violate. You can because you know, as a government entity, you can't violate citizens' First Amendment rights. But you, and therefore, you cannot use social media companies, or any private entity whatsoever as a shill to violate people's First Amendment rights. But that's what's going on with the Cyber Threat Intelligence League. That sounds like something right out of the latest Marvel movie. Of course, it wouldn't be in the Marvel <laughs> movie because you have to have 8,000 trans people and there'd be nothing anti-leftism inside of a Marvel movie because Marvel movies, i.e. Disney, are all leftist. Yeah. How, who formed the Cyber Threat Intelligence League? U.S. military contractors and United Kingdom military contractors, you're being censored by tax by the taxpayer dollars you, that you actually give to the government. Election Integrity pro- Project, the EIP, the uh, the counter disinformation project under Obama. And remember, let me just translate. Disinformation means anything against globalist leftism must come down. Anything that's pro-life pro, pro, pro life is disinformation. Anything that says vaccine kills people is disinformation because it stands against the globalist leftist, bourgeois leaders narrative and agenda. They just label it as disinformation. Just like they enable, label, label things as, that's been debunked a million times. Show me how it's been debunked. Well, the Washington Post says it was debunked. Show me how, show me proof that it was debunked. They can never do it. They can just say, we have labeled it debunked. We have labeled it misinformation. We have labeled it disinformation. We have labeled it lies. We have labeled it hate speech therefore it must come down. Hate hate speech is I'm calling that man just as a woman. Amen. Hate speech. Now you want now this is what Ursula von der Leyen has already pulled off in the European Union. That's you have Elon Musk involved in at least one lawsuit. About this. One in California, I don't know if he's served, uh, sued the European Union yet, but that's what they're trying to do with all social media platforms. Of course, Zuckerberg, being the idiot that he is, will just bend over and allow them to destroy his own company. I mean, it's amazing that these leftist corporatists, which a uh, leftist corporatist means what? That is the very embodiment and the very definition of fascism. Everybody equates fascism with Adolf Hitler because of his racism. Yes, he was an absolute devout racist. We understand that. But what made him a fascist was the merging, the definition of fascism is the merging of corporatism with the government. And that's what this is. You're merging Facebook with the government. We've already merged NIH with Moderna. Twitter was merged with the government. YouTube, Google merged with the government. And that's the point of all of this because now... The, uh, the town square, so to speak, yeah. where we all communicate is now social media. Pathetic as, as, as it is, pathetic as it is, this is where we all communicate. Success is now actually determined by social media presence. Yep. And I've told you, before. listen, people are like, you should be very thankful for the amount of viewers that you have. I do. I have 630 v- viewers. We're trying to get to 1,000 on Rumble. We're trying to get to exclusively being on Rumble. Facebook's just an absolute whore for the left. And so is YouTube. But success now, is just like when we started this podcast. We were on our second podcast ever in April of 2020. And on Facebook alone, we were at over 900 people watching. Yep. On Facebook alone. And not a month later, I had 100 people watching. Because they took us down. Yep. We had, we would leave before, I know some of you heard this before, but I'm just giving you this as an example because this is the, this is the, anticipated and wanted outcome of the election integrity project, counter disinformation project, cyber threat, intelligence league, and CISA, it, take, it took us down for what? I had 900 people watching me on Facebook alone. What would I have had if we were on Rumble? Well, if they would have left us alone, what would I have right now? Before we would leave the studio, we'd, we'd have between 20 and 30,000 views. Before we ever left the studio, every video that we, were at, we put out would get 1,000 views an hour until we were taken down, and we were absolutely smashed. You, I, can't, I have not been able to friend anybody on Facebook for over three years. 45 months and 15 days to flatten the curve. I haven't been able to friend anybody on Facebook. See, and, and success is determined by your success on these platforms. So what happens is you have the various, I don't want to mention any names right now, but various social media, uh, conservative media companies, that just take out truth so they can stay on YouTube. Yep. Take out truth so they can stay on Facebook. So now who is manipulating your behavior? Uh, your ideological and political opponent is now stipulating to you. Is actually you have become a stenographer for the, for the left. And I can name them. There's many of them. They refuse to say the truth about vaccines. They refuse to say uh, the truth about various, a myriad of different other, different things. They won't say it because they'll be pulled down. They won't say anything about ivermectin. They won't say anything about remdesivir because they'll be pulled down. So they end up, they end up, they are actually being spoon-fed their talking points by their ideological, political, even theological opponents. And because success, there's only, again, it's all about leveraging you into one world commerce system with a singular access point. So the singular access point to success right now is YouTube, YouTube, more than anything, you're like, Tom, why Because YouTube's huge. Yep. Facebook is, like, antiquated and kind of a crappy site. Right. really is. I mean, Zuckerberg's (laughs) an idiot. Yeah. But YouTube's not. And I hate hate YouTube more than Facebook because YouTube never lets me stay on. Facebook (laughs) pretends like I'm on. Right. (laughs) Okay? Like, they just... You can't find me on YouTube. I mean, I'm on Facebook or anything. But if YouTube just... YouTube went back, like, three months and found a sermon I preached to pull me off of YouTube. Yep. I think it was for ivermectin. Yep. Saying one thing about ivermectin. Which, by the way, everything I've ever said about ivermectin was completely true and is now verified and is now allowed on YouTube. Right. And exactly. I'm still banned off of what I said about ivermectin. That's now allowed on YouTube, but I'm still banned off of YouTube for life for what I said about ivermectin. Exactly. Because that's, that's the leftist way. But your success really is predicated on YouTube. Now, if you're Dan Bongino, so you're, now, what happened? You're like, Dom, there are people like Crowder. Crowder has, like, his fake show on YouTube... To usher people into a show on, on uh, Rumble, but they see that those guys got millions of viewers on YouTube first, and then brought them over to Rumble. Yep. I was never given that opportunity. Yep. So my my success has been thwarted. And you're like, Tom, I thought you passed. Yeah, listen, what I'm primarily concerned about is pastoring in church, but I'm just using myself as an example. Do I sit home every day and cry about it? No, I sit home every day and eat pizza and chicken wings <laughs> between M&Ms. I'm a happy guy. I'm a, I'm a happy person. I'm fine. I'm just saying that if I was left alone, if you have 900 viewers in a week, what would we be at now four years later? Yeah. With a show like this one, with, with the talented people around me. Let me think about it. So but success is determined by the left. They own YouTube. So if you want to be a successful podcaster, you can't be. You really can't be. And You can be a lot. You're like, what about like Daily Wire and Ben Shapiro? Ben Shapiro doesn't tell the truth half the time. Yep. He obfuscates the truth half the time. Tommy, we're going to throw down names. I like Ben Shapiro. He's, I mean, he's a genius, but he won't tell the truth about vaccination. Number one, because he's at least twice vaccinated himself yep. and hoard them to his own family and hoard them to the conservative public. So he's allowed because he'll leave those, he'll leave those words out. Well, now you're, Ben Shapiro is the stenographer for the left now. He doesn't say the things they don't want him to say. So they stipulate success. We can not have that. And that's the point of these DOD operations, and it's the Department of Defense or the Department of Homeland Security. Yep. In the Obama White House, counter disinformation project. But disinformation is not disinformation. It's just anything that counters the globalist leftist narrative. That's labeled disinformation. It's not disinformation. It's not different disinformation that 17 million people have died of this vaccination. That's absolute freaking fact. If you look at all the there wasn't 17 million deaths, basically 7 million per year over the last three years, 7 million excess deaths per year over the last three years. It's 6 million per year over the last three years. Why? why, When did that start? Well, that would be 2021. Causation, correlation, you can make all the... Listen, bottom line is, before the vaccine rollout, there was no 6 million excess deaths. Every year, 17 to 18 million has accumulated so far. That we know about. That's all fact, by the way. Indisputable, irrefutable fact that people just... Talk about missing disinformation. Because I played a little video on Tuesday of Andrew Brigden, parliamentary member... In in the UK, talking about these vaccine deaths coming out of and out of New Zealand that were just released per vial that we played, and you had some lady stand up afterward and say the vaccines have saved hundred million lives. How does she know that? Who's <laughs> actually perpetrating this and disinformation? Right. Let's prove that. How is that not disinformation on her part? But because disinformation means anything that's antithetical to what she sh- just said, Brigden is the purveyor of. of Disinformation, while the actual purveyor of disinformation labels you somebody who get, puts out disinformation, right? Let me show you this. My last couple of minutes here, mischief video. Switching now. Switch the subjects. Going on to Jeffrey Epstein now, and just the lies about all that. It's just weird. All the, All this is under investigation. Aaron, find me the find me the date that he that he killed himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When, when you can't, just send it. to ship it to me. I'm just curious how much longer this has to be under investigation because that's the, that's the justification for Christopher A never answering questions because it's currently under investigation. Can't answer that question. So we'll line it up with this. Aaron will give me that date and we'll talk about mischief video. Outstanding. This is Jesse Waters. Senator Dick Durbin trapped in a lie by Senator Marsha Blackburn. Play for me.
1: Urban, can I ask you a quick question? Um, why won't you subpoena Jeffrey Epstein's flight logs? So, who are you? Hillary Vaughn with Fox.
5: With Fox, of course. Uh, I don't know anything about his flight logs.
1: But why won't you subpoena them? Why don't you want to know? I don't
5: even know the I- issue. I know who Epstein was, but I certainly don't know anything about the issue.
1: Well, he was charged with sex trafficking. So why don't you want to know who was utilizing his private plane?
5: Never been raised by anyone.
1: Well, Senator Blackburn has wanted to subpoena them and there hasn't been a vote in your
5: committee. You said a word to me, not a word. But
1: aren't you curious, like, what high-profile or powerful people might be closeted predators and pedophiles? Doesn't that concern you? Of course. So why won't you subpoena them if you can't? It's
5: the first time anyone has raised it. Thank you, Fox.
1: So do you, are you curious about it? Will you do it?
2: Urban's a liar. Last week, Primetime asked his office why he was blocking votes to subpoena Epstein's flight logs, and they said there wasn't enough time. And then at today's hearing, Durbin complained that Fox was asking him to investigate sex trafficking. Poor little dick. Durbin.
5: Senator Blackburn, before you leave, I want to make a point for the record since I understand you made some statements about the Jeffrey Epstein flight logs. There's a Fox reporter in the hallway who asked me about this, and I said I had not spoken to you one time about this issue. I think you'll back me up on that. I'm not not mistaken. I didn't know that this was even a subject of your amendments, which, if you'll recall, you were the first on the list until the two-hour rule was invoked. Uh, I don't know anything about this request on your part. I'll be happy to discuss it with you. But I haven't done any discussion with you to this point,
6: correct? Mr. Chairman, I know, and I think you're fully aware that I had two amendments, one dealing with Epstein and Sotomayor. I'd brought it up previously.
5: I have to confess I didn't know that you'd offer that amendment. Happy to discuss it with you, but I want to point on the record. You and I have never personally discussed this, have we?
6: We talked briefly on the floor as you a conclusion. You never mentioned what
5: the subject matter of your amendment was. You said you wanted to offer In
6: committee, amendment. I brought up my, the subject matter of my amendments. Not in my Three presence. Weeks-
2: <laughs> Not only was the subject matter brought up in Durbin's presence, Senator Blackburn was speaking directly to him. I
6: seek recognition. Senator Blackburn. Since we're in the business of issuing subpoenas now, here are a few more that i filed. A subpoena to Jeffrey Epstein's estate to provide the flight logs for his private plane.
5: Thank you, Senator. Um, When I recognized you, I didn't know what subject you wished to speak to. As I announced at the beginning, the first thing we'll consider the two judicial nominations. Then we will move to the subpoena. All right, so we caught him
2: lying. First, there wasn't enough time. Then this was the first time he was hearing about it. Then it was never brought up in his presence. Why is Dick playing dumb? And why hasn't he voted to subpoena the flight logs already? A week's gone by.
0: So look at the litany of lies there. First of all, he says he's never heard of it before. It was never... So first of all, he says he's never heard of it before. We see on the committee floor that it was brought up to him, and he acknowledged it because she was talking about... Two different different sets of subpoenas. One was Epstein and one was Sotomayor. And he acknowledges it. So first of all, he said he never heard of it. That was a bold-faced lie. Notice how seamlessly Dick Durbin, (laughs) as Jesse Waters says, poor little Dick Durbin. (laughs) So he lies about the quote-unquote fact that he never heard of it before. That's a lie. Then he says that it was that Marsha Blackburn never discussed it with him and then tries to get her to lie with him. And she says, no, we did discuss it on two separate occasions. So he lies that he never heard of it before. He lies that it was never brought up to him in a congressional hearing before. He lies that it was never brought up to him by Marsha Blackburn in a personal conversation before. All lies, and he seamlessly does it. Seamlessly lies. Truly amazing. Like, listen, if I'm lying, it's not seamless. That's how, that's how demented these reprobates are. When you have a <laughs> reprobate, antithetical to Jesus mindset. Yeah. You just can seamlessly lie because you belong to your father, the devil, who is a liar from the beginning, a murderer from the beginning, a, 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 a liar and the father of all lies. You can just seamlessly lie. Here's more, here's more now. This is more about interaction with the FBI now. Bobby D video, and here's the FBI. Uh, Christopher Ray having to answer for things to various politicians, play for me.
6: The last few weeks, I've been demanding some answers on Jeffrey Epstein's crimes and trying to get these flight records. What specifically has the FBI done to investigate the claims that Epstein's and others participated in, produced, possessed, and distributed CSAM?
7: As to the Epstein case specifically. I will tell you it's been a while since I looked at that case.
6: Should those logs be made public? They've been heavily redacted.
7: Well, as I said, it's been a while since I looked at the specific case. Uh, I can tell you that we've been increasing year over year both the number of agents focused on these kinds of cases, the number of well, victims we we've rescued. This, and, then, yes. then and so on to this specific case, uh, let me uh, offer to have my – let me get with my team and figure out if there's more information we can provide.
2: Chris Wright hasn't looked at the Epstein case in a while. (laughs) The FBI has the flight logs, the surveillance videos and the computers, and they only got one conviction, a woman, Ghislaine Maxwell, the madam, Epstein's fixer, not a single John. So he's going to have his guys get back to the senator and see what they can give her? What's going on here? I think we know. Then Senator Kennedy asked FBI Director Ray about the Hunter Biden laptop. You're not going to believe what he said. He said the FBI isn't allowed to tell the truth in an election year. Why didn't the FBI just say, hey, the the, the laptop's real? Why didn't you just tell everybody the laptop's real? We're not vouching for what's on it, but it's real. This isn't a, 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 a fiction.
7: Well, as you might imagine, the FBI cannot, especially in a time like that, be talking about an ongoing investigation.
2: You see all this controversy going on. Why didn't the FBI said, time out, folks, we're not getting in the middle of this, but the laptop's real.
7: Again, we have to be very careful about what we can say, especially in the middle of uh, an election season. That's right. The FBI
2: can only lie in the middle of an election season. They're not allowed to tell the truth. And the FBI can't tell the truth after an election either, because the FBI still hasn't said the laptop's real. You know, because it's an ongoing investigation, even though the U.S. attorney in Delaware didn't even crack open the laptop during his so-called Hunter Biden investigation. Now, Congress is supposed to have oversight over the Bureau, but they aren't allowed to see anything. The FBI just says, just send us $3 billion for the new headquarters and shut up. The FBI just conducts sham investigations so they can justify stonewalling questions about Democrat corruption.
7: Is the FBI, do they make a routine practice of allowing partisan political optics to prevent investigating serious evidence of corruption? My instructions to our people on this and on every other investigation are that we are to follow the facts wherever they lead, no matter who likes it, no matter what political influence, and why there didn't may you get the GPS there. data on where Hunter Biden and Joe Biden were? Again, Senator, with respect, I can't discuss but, but it's an not ongoing with investigation. And, and, and Director that you and I have gone you and round on this round I understand on this, because I understand is the answer is it's the ongoing investigation. is course, the investigation is not the You're is doing the work. that the
0: Now, the last part wasn't about uh, Jeffrey Epstein, but of course, what, what we're looking at, and we'll go over everything here, but all that Marsha Blackburn is asking for to make this very simplistic is release the flight logs. Now, they have many hard drives from Jeffrey Epstein. They collected them from at least three locations, boxes and boxes and boxes of documents. They have hard drives. They have everything and according to Aaron, Jeffrey Epstein died on 8-10, August 10th of 2019. Yep. So here we are four years and basically four months later. So 52 months later. 52 months later, here we are. And Christopher Rice says this is an ongoing investigation. So we can't release the flight logs. What They've made one arrest in four years. And this is, again, this is like Vivek Ramaswamy said about people who claim to have um, foreign relations expertise. Right. They, they, you have foreign relation, foreign relation expertise or you just have experience in foreign relations. So if you're law, allegedly a law enforcement expert, you're an expert, you've made one arrest in four years, one arrest in four years. Not one John, only Ghislaine Maxwell. Not one John. You, you refuse to release this Epstein flight log. Why? What, what, Dick Durbin, why don't you just subpoena it? Why would, you, why would you not? Why would you not subpoena Jeffrey Epstein's flight log and just simply get it read before Congress? You have to be hiding something. It's why all of Anthony Fauci's emails are redacted. Why they refuse to release the hospitalization data for the vaccinated, the COVID-19 vaccine. They refuse to release the death data for the COVID-19 uh, vaccinated. Why? Why would you, we're not looking for names. Why are you not releasing that information? It doesn't, re, it's, it's, got, it's statistical data. Every year they release the amount of people who died of COVID. Why is that allowed? And not their hospitalization and, and death rate data. Every year we release the data, how many people die of colds, flus, and pneumonia. Why is that a violation? Why is that not a violation of HIPAA? But just simply releasing the data for the, the hospitalization and death date data for the vaccinated, why is that a violation? Why is that some sort of violation of HIPAA or privacy laws? It's not. It's just all bullcrap. It's all just lies. So wh- why in the world don't you release this flight log? Because it's currently under investigation? He died freaking four years ago, and you were investigating him before that, and nobody's being arrested. It's got nothing to do with the Weiss investigation, which is just another Democrat party-controlled shill. That's who that guy is. And it's been a long time since he looked at it. Then how can it be an ongoing investigation? <laughs> it's been a long time since you've looked at it. Then how can it be an ongoing investigation? Yep. I mean, it's just. I mean, it's just absolutely. I mean, we've got to get control. If Donald Trump gets elected as president, or even if DeSantis says, would we, we mean, Nikki Haley will just be bent over for the military-industrial complex. There's not, there's not even any point in talking about that idiot or Chris Christie. But if Trump gets in or DeSantis gets in, the FBI must be stripped to the studs and everything released, whether it's on, ongoing or not. Not, what, what would it hurt to see the flight logs? It didn't hurt anything if it was an ongoing investigation that Christopher Ray hasn't looked at for years. And again, I like one of the things Jesse Waters says, these you have Congress that is in charge of oversight of the FBI. They're in charge of overseeing that which they're not allowed to see. Yeah. The FBI refuses to release inf- information to the oversight committee. So you're overseeing what you're not allowed to see. That's the current state of our judicial system inside of the United States of America. All right, that's 90 minutes. That's good. Listen, I love you all. Really appreciate 648 people on. How many are on Rumble right now, Aaron? We got over 500. Over 500 on Rumble. We're halfway there. Like and share. Like and share. If you're going to put Midas up one more time for me, Aaron. If you're going to buy gold, I invite you to buy gold. If you do buy gold from Midas, tell them that you heard it from me. You heard tell me you heard it from me so they know that this is, some, this is our first ever sponsor. Very excited about them. Buy gold. It is your insurance against the declining dollar. But listen, I love each and every one of you. Another great post game, about five minutes worth of videos to follow. No, no more me yelling and screaming at you. I'll be back 90, not 90, 56 minutes of fury <laughs> this Saturday. Short little show, intense, it's short because that's television time. We're also on Christian Television Network on Saturday. So be back here 10 30 at night. Quick show, though, be done before 1130 if you don't count the post game. So come back and meet meet us here, 10.30, Saturday. Listen, really do appreciate all of you. Again, 648 on, over 500 on Rumble. Please switch over to Rumble. You got to switch over to Rumble. Everybody else is throttling me. I'm banned continuously off of YouTube, shadow banned off of Facebook. We, this is the truth. This is political truth mixed with biblical truth. Mixed with the book of Revelation unfolding right before your very eyes, right out of Revelation 13 and 14. The only podcast that does it unafraid not worried about if I get banned you're like Tom what would you do if you got banned yeah you know if I couldn't do the show anymore I just you know move to the side of a mountain ski down every day <laughs> whatever until the brown shirts come and then it'll be the show down at the OK Corral and I ain't losing <laughs> All right, love you all God bless you see you Saturday night 1030 you'll lay hands on the sick and they will recover you'll cast out devils you'll speak with other tongues you drink anything deadly it will by no means hurt you you would be like Paul in Acts 28, 3 and 5. A viper could fasten on you. You just pull it off, throw it in the fire and suffer no harm. But you're not interested in that. You just want a very placid, Holy Spirit, uninvolved Christianity. You're going to be miserable that way. You're actually inoculating yourself against greatness. You're inoculating yourself against the miraculous. you got to dive in. Everything you want, Lord, I want. A lot of people don't pray that because they're afraid of what God wants. Whatever God wants is your maximum happiness. Whatever you think is great for you is not. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Let it go. Let your life go. You'll be a much happier person. That's as sweet as I can give you. That's as sweet as I can be. You'll be a much happier person.